everyone you're listening to battle red radio i'm at weston tonight i'm joined by the pit boss himself my good friend taylor how are you doing tonight man i'm doing okay i appreciate the nickname for once in my life i have loved something more than a comic book and an anime show so i feel like i am stepping up in the world and i'm finally becoming a man by loving a grill as much as i do yeah, tell. Well, let's hear a little bit more about this grill. How do you? How's it work? Is it pellet smoker? Is it gas? Oh it man, it's charcoal? pellet smoker all the way. It's like magic when it comes to the pellet. At first, whenever I purchased, I felt like it was some type of rabbit food that you just. I don't. I don't know. I didn't. I never thought that it would work so easy. As well as when it comes to the charcoal, who needs the charcoal? It's all about the pelletness because the pellet gives you the flavor and i think that's what it's all coming down to and the fact that it makes it easier i feel like a real man that's good you feel like you're 40 yeah i do and i've never felt like that in my entire life because every single thing that i've ever loved people have said taylor shut up you're just living at like you're 15 years old so uh, this well, is the first thing like that 11, people have 11 years old See, you even places. you even go younger than that, and that just hurts my feelings. I wouldn't say that about I you. I mean, the tsunami tape is grotesque, though. What are you talking about? I have at least thirty now. I uh, I have probably thirty days worth of tsunami at this point, and it's still not enough because I have to keep going, and I've watched so much of it, and I just feel like I need another episode. So if you're out there and you have some tsunami tapes, you let me know. I'm your guy. Yeah, if you have a tsunami, tsunami tape, you can send me a Twitter message. Oh, at, my God. At Matt, double underscore Weston. I'll send your information over to Taylor because uh, Taylor's been kicked off Twitter multiple times for offensive comments, fostering a, uh, a community full of hate and vitriol. Uh, also, too much pornography as well. Uh, some of it, the age don't on even it like my is name. very dubious on, on it, but uh, there was a, a timestamp on it that, escaped him from a couple of charges he was going to face. And so, but if you do need to reach out to him and send him a tsunami tape for $5, $10, $15, whatever it's, the amount is, send me a message and then I'll relay it over to him. Who knows if there's multiple hours on there, we could be talking $50 depending on what you got. You let me know. There's big money being here. Whatever it is that you want, whatever it is that you want. <laughs> I really feel bad for, we're not doing this one live because people can't see how deep your V is right now. Oh my lord, I had the deepest v-neck you've ever seen in your life and I came out of the room after the shower and I said, "Hey, Meg, lady, look at my shirt." She said, "Taylor, that's my shirt." I said, "No, it's not. <laughs> I've never seen that before on you." So, she says that it's hers. I think she's a liar cuz I would wear this deep of a v and it was hanging up in my closet. So, I'm wearing it and we should have done a live show. We should have done a live one. Well, you said you didn't want to, so here we are. That's not what I said. You said that, That's not fine. me. Well, well, we're getting some practice in. There's um, no practice. What's uh, what's that reality show that y'all watch about the California restaurant? 
Are you talking about Vanderpump? Yeah, you're very Vanderpump right now. Oh my lord, I'm you're sorry. So I'm trying to right live now. the LA life right now. Uh, you know, Vanderpump is just it's the perfect trash. And this is how I explain it. Cause my father thinks that it poisons your mind. It I does. think the, op- no, no, no. You have to look at it like a cartoon in a way. These don't, people are pieces. Do of- no, no, these people are pieces of crap. They're not real. You're better than them. That's what you have to go into it. Thinking if you start idolizing these individuals, if you start saying, Oh, I like them. No. Now you're in the wrong. Fine. All right. So for tonight's show, we're going to discuss the five most interesting teams of the 2021 NFL offseason. I got five teams. You got five teams. And we're going to have a, a very nice time tonight talking about these five teams we each have. Um, and the way it works is that I'll name a team, that you can name a team, and their same teams on both of our lists will go, oh, wow. Woo, woo, woo. We'll get real excited about it, you know? And that's how we're going to spend the next. Uh, 52 minutes. You should have done like a whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the police. Whenever that happens, that's how you know that we made the same pick. I mean, I have, why don't you have like a keyboard where we can just do those sounds? What? Where's you our editor? Who's, who's our producer? You can where is also? he? I have GarageBand. I can find a, a police siren and I can add it after the fact. And I can sit there for 27 minutes and try to find each one. And do the best I can. I'll write down little notes and I'll put a police siren for you. I want a dingo and the baby. And I want a lion sound. And I want the police sound. I think there should at least be 10 sounds we're privileged to here. I don't I don't know. I don't know. You know what? You need to make these things happen. All right. So my first team here is the Los Angeles Chargers. Now... The Los Angeles Chargers have $26.6 million in cap space. They have, they're the next team to be the benefactor of having a young franchise quarterback on a rookie contract, similar to you know, Kyler Murray, similar to Josh Allen, Buffalo, similar to Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City until he got his super mega extension. The Chargers are the next team to be rewarded this beautiful, lovely fruit that is Justin Herbert. Um, and they also have quite a few like big decisions to make this year to be able to build a Super Bowl caliber team around Herbert. And they have some big position groups to fix. They have some cuts they can make. And uh, they're interesting like in a, in a wide variety of aspects as far as like the ability to build around top quarterback, be a Super Bowl contender right now. And then also the big decisions they have to make to be able to build out some like the really big black holes of their roster too. So Taylor, the Chargers on your list. No, they are not on my list. I don't think that I'm I, I get where you're going with it. I truly do where with Herbert now under center where they could probably fill the needs that they have, which is I would imagine what do you think? Offensive line more? Yeah, so, so their their offensive line, they lost Forrest Lamp, yeah, Sam Tevy, and most importantly, Dan Feeney are all free agents this year. Same with Pouncey. Uh Pouncey may retire, but he was hurt all last year, so I doubt they bring him back anyways. And like his brother retired, so he may retire too because they love each other a whole lot. And I could imagine each other not spending you know, the rest of their lives with each other after <laughs> one of them retired. And so that's yeah, that's three fifths of their starting offensive line right there. Their other starting offensive line was Trey Turner, who they traded Russell Kung for in like a trade that confused a lot of people last year. And the trade helped neither team at all whatsoever. I like, like there's four different way trades go. Either both teams get better, both teams get worse. 
or uh, one team gets better and the other one doesn't, or it doesn't make much of a difference at all. This was one of those ones was like, yeah, it's very inconsequential. It was like a big trade that didn't matter at all whatsoever. Um, but they may release Trey Turner. They're trying to trade them, but it may not work out at all because Trey Turner is a cap hit of, I think, $11.5 million. Yeah, I have $11.5 million. What? They're so not get rid of that. that. But yeah, they're trying to trade them. It's not working out so far. They're probably going to release him. And so that's four-fifths of their offensive line they're having to replace. And like Justin Herbert played behind a bad offensive line last year. He was still incredible, even without a great one. And so it's going to be interesting to see like how Los Angeles goes about to build out their offensive line. Are they going to sign a big name like Mitchell Schwartz, who just got released? Are they going to sign some like Corey Lindsley, who we talked about on the Super Mega Podcast Apocalypse? Or are they just going to be like, we'll just find four guys. We'll draft some guys. We'll make it happen and kind of make this thing a ragtag. Uh, you know, ragtag sort of bunch right now. So, you know that since you even brought it up and I'm even thinking right now, I'm, is every team kind of in offensive line hell? So I'm thinking where the Kansas city, didn't they just release two of their offensive linemen? Dallas yeah, Cowboys released- also have offensive linemen problems. And then now we're bringing into this that the chargers are pretty much not going to have any, uh, what's going on with the old line. Is this going to be the most valuable thing this season? I, well, it's weird because I think one thing that happened recently is that, yes, an offensive line is important, but it's not that important. And whenever what? you have a quarterback like Herbert or like Mahomes or you're like gonna Watson, kill him. no, you're not going to kill him because you're, you're more important than your offensive line getting the ball out quickly, having mobility, you know, those sorts of things. I just, I don't, I don't know. I think it's just funny that every single team that I've heard about recently just has the offensive linemen that are just being released into the wild. And even like you said, what's really going to be a hot commodity that the Chargers are releasing into the wild? Not much because it's no, not like I, they protected Herbert. Yeah, yeah, Trey Turner maybe, but I, I, I think it's another thing that I've been kind of talking about though. Like, you know, offensive linemen are important, but they're not to the extent that they are. And there's a lot of ways you can scheme around them. You kind of pick what you want to pay for, you know? And I think it depends on the quarterback that you have. Like Derek Carr, yeah, you have to have a great offensive line for him. Um, Cam Newton, yes, you have to have a great offensive line for him. Justin Herbert, not so much. Patrick Mahomes, not so much. Deshaun Watson, yeah, not so much. But, but with Herbert now, what are his weapons that he's going to have? Because he's, I don't think he's going to have Allen. No, he's going to have – so, well, I, I want to do one thing first before I answer okay. that question. You ready? Uh, I'm going to read every, every offensive line that Los Angeles Chargers currently have. On All their right. roster. You ready for this? Yeah. Scott Questenberry, Cole Turner, huh? Forrest Lamp, who's a free agent, Trey Turner, who's a free agent, Dan Feeney, who's a free agent. And then at the tackle position, they have Brian Beluga. Uh, he was hurt all last year. He may not he may not last another season there. Storm You're Norton. Storm Norton, he was very bad. Uh, it was kind of fun watching him play. Trey Pipkins, he was very bad. It was kind of fun watching him play too. Tyree, St. Louis. St. Louis, maybe? Oh, no, he's a one-year player as well, too. St. <laughs> uh, Louis. Play, yeah, he didn't play at all. <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't take the field over Storm Norton or Trey Pipkins the third, And then also Sam Tevy, he's about to be a free agent and uh, is not going to come back here in Los Angeles. They have no, they have, I think they have one starter in Brian Beluga, and they may not keep him around because, again, he was hurt. He's been in the league for 11 years. This is his 12th year. You can't trust that man. You can't keep your eyes on him. Well, yeah, and so what? What pick are the Chargers in the draft? Well, they finished seven and nine last year. 
So I can double check real fast if you like. Man, um, that, I thought they were finished worse than that. So that, their pick has got to be higher, right? Well, this is this is what happens to them though. They finished. They're one in seven in one score games last year. One Man. in seven. And you know what they did? What they, they do? Won, they won four one score games in a row, and they ended up five and seven in one score games and finished seven and nine. They were one and seven at one point, and they went and won all these close games. And yeah, they blew it uh, by yeah. doing so. That's not, but I guess that pretty much shows the greatness of Herbert at the same time. So you don't want that to happen because then it ruins your draft position, aka that's when you want Dougie P. But it's just funny that it's because Herbert was just that good that that's what they were able to do. Yeah, and it was also funny because it was like, oh, Anthony Lynn kept screwing him over so many times these close games, and eventually Herbert's able to break through. I think one of my favorite games from last year though is that game where they beat Atlanta where it's like both team wanted to both teams wanted to lose the lose that game so badly like I think Herbert and Ryan threw four interceptions the last 10 minutes of that game and the Chargers were able to just barely gut that one out uh the Chargers picked 13th though so they picked behind Dallas the Giants and San Francisco who all finished six and ten and they picked 13th I would imagine Dallas is going to go for alignment or defense I would have hoped so at this point yeah uh, but you, you had mentioned their skill players. So Mike Williams is a free agent. They signed up yeah. for his fifth-year yeah. option. What's your running back? Um, so Williams is – and also they kept Williams around. Oh, no. They signed Williams for his fifth-year option, but they keep Mike Williams. It's going to cost $15.6 million. There's no but way Herbert that and didn't really have a connection either, though, it seemed. No, like, it seemed like they were off all season. Year. Yeah, and he was kind of hurt last year. Like he's never been, He's had one really good year. He hasn't been consistent enough to warrant keeping around for that. Uh, they can cut Linval Joseph for $7.9 million. They can cut Casey Hayward for 9.75 and Chris Harris for $7.5 million. I think they'll keep both their cornerbacks, but they do have uh, Austin Eckler coming back next year. They have my guy, yeah. they have my guy, Guyden. I love Jalen Guyden. That deep threat, he only catches one pass a game and he catches yeah. it for 47 yards. Um, they have Keenan Allen, who's like one of the seven best. They're not going to have Keenan Allen. Yeah, they have Keenan Allen still. I thought Keenan Allen's going to be gone after this year. No, he's not going anywhere. What's his contract? He has plenty of money, plenty of time on there. It's time to question. They they did decide not to franchise tag Hunter Henry either. And so Hunter Henry's going to be a free agent. I wonder if they're going to – I think they kind of decide, like, do you want to keep Hunter Henry? You can run a corner, a post, a seam who's been injured. Or do we want to use that money to you go out and, uh, and grab a wide receiver in a deep wide receiver class? And so I think they're just going to pay for another a second wide receiver and release Mike Williams. I was going to say, too, I wouldn't pay Hunter Henry at this point, and that's just because he's hurt some of the time, and also you have so many other things that you want to be able to fix. Having the tight end, I, he's going to be wanting too much money, and I don't think that Hunter Henry is really that worth it in the end when you can be able to draft other type of weapons, just like you said. If they're going out for another receiver, I feel like that's much more worth it than having a tight end. Yeah, I, I mean, I love Henry. I think he's the best tight end in this league. Or in this, when healthy, sure. <laughs> well, one of the things I like a lot about him, too, is that he's 27. Like, this is when tight ends usually peak. And, like, Travis Kelsey had his top breakout year at 26. Um, so I think, like, we're kind of in line for a big Hunter Henry year if he signs to the right team, right offense. So yeah, you think he's going to be as good as Kelsey? Is that what you're no, saying? No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, yeah. tight ends. No, no that's what you're saying, man. That's what you're comparing it to. 26, 27. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, like, as, as far as the timetable goes, that's usually whenever they peak. Whatever. But I do think this is a perfect spot for one William Fuller the fifth. Ooh, I think this is the best cool. spot William Fuller can go. Arizona, 
Cincinnati. <laughs> Green Wait, Bay. Why would he go to Cincinnati? Green Bay. <laughs> Awful. I don't know what's going on here. Awful. All the terrible spots. Um, well, Cincinnati has a bunch of cap space. Why is Green Bay a terrible spot? Bad. He needs to go to the Chargers. Why would that be bad? They need to have a number two. And I get it if you want him to be with the Chargers because of Herbert. That's different. But it's not like a bad position if you were to go to the Packers. The Packers just don't have any cap space, so they have to release some players to make it happen. You know. Yeah, and I agree with you. I don't think that'll happen overall. It's just still trying to tell me that him being the number two there is a bad <laughs> thing and making fart noises in between of it. That's just, no, I'm not believing that. But yes, him going to Herbert because they have the room, because it would be great to watch, and he would fit in very well, and I feel like they would have some type of connection easily. Yeah, and like Fuller's like a great 1B receiver. He's the perfect guy to pair with DeAndre Hopkins or Keenan Allen, a wide receiver of that caliber. Kyler's um, not going to use him if he goes there. You know that. Yeah, Kyler can't throw the deep ball that well. He, he can't really, if he's just throwing a Hail Mary and not you know, it's looking. Been, it's been kind of fun like since in Texans world since the Watt went to Arizona. And they're like, oh, I can't wait to watch the Cardinals next year. They weren't even very much fun to watch last year. They were, they were and hungover. I they were supposed they to were be average. They, everybody thought they were going to be yeah. hungover. They were average. They were mediocre. It was just all Kyler Murray scrambles and DeAndre Hopkins speed out routes and soft man coverage. Fun. Really fun stuff. Good job, Cliff. And they love to try to run the football, too. Well, I think I even told you that they were kind of my most disappointing team because I went in and I watched most of their games this season and they weren't fun. Nothing fun. Why, why weren't they fun? And it was just like you said, the entire strategy was Kyler just running around, then deciding last second to be able to throw a ball to DeAndre when DeAndre should scrim. It was just weird. And I don't know if it was just trying to be forced, but it looked like Baker Mayfield and the Odell Beckham thing. I just, that's what I've said before. And I just fully believed it just looked like that with how Kyler Murray was playing. And it's not DeAndre's fault. That was just Kyler's fault. Yeah, it sucked. Um, it wasn't very much fun at all. But Which my Wolf, Arizona's not going to be good. Wolf Fuller to Los Angeles. The second thing here is that they do like they do need another pass rusher. Melvin Ingram's a free agent. He he's old. He's thirty two now, and like he's a better interior rusher than exterior rusher. I just wouldn't want to pay like eight million dollars to a guy who's who's you know like past his prime and you know, hasn't had a good year in two years as well too. Uh, but they could also spend big for another pass rusher also. So like if they want to go out and get one more pass rusher pair uh, with Joey Bosa with Tillery and get one more guy, then that'd be another good spot for them. So like maybe they go big on Shaq Barrett. Maybe they get uh, Akora. Maybe they get Carl Lawson. Who knows? There's a lot of good pass rushers out there they could pursue and try to go after as well. And so it's gonna be interesting to see like how they rebuild their offensive line. They go big, expensive, or cheap and and nasty. Or and then where they decide to put their dollars to to build around Herbert, whether it's a, going for a big like second wide receiver, or maybe Kenny Galladay is another good fit for this team too. That'd be or, fun. or if they go for another big pass rusher as well. So it's gonna be interesting to see what um, the whole Chargers do this year. The other reason why I think they're very interesting is the Chiefs went fourteen two last year, but they were one of the luckiest teams in the NFL last season. I think the Chiefs are gonna win like ten games this year, and then the doors open for like an eleven win Chargers team to win this division. I think Denver could win this division if they get a good quarterback, which never happens at all. Um, I think the Raiders, maybe, if they get some type of defense at all whatsoever. I think the AFC West is going to be a lot more open this year than uh, people are expecting it to be. 
I'm just going to say I concur because this isn't turning into a Charger show, Matt. I'm not going to keep going with the Chargers here. <laughs> All right. Who's the first team on your list? All right. Let's go with the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> oh, they're on mine too. No, they're not. No, you're they're a not. liar. All right. Let's hear your Cowboys talk. Let's talk about Dak Prescott. Are That's you all mad I in trade for Russell Wilson? This is all I want to talk about. It has nothing to do with Russell Wilson. That's just a false dream that I've always had. I don't really care about that dream anymore. Oh, my God, do I hate the contract. Oh, my God, do I hate everything about this. This is not fun for me. The reason why they are on my list is because they are going to go 9-8, and eight, and I need to know what the reason is going to be behind only, there's it. There's only 16 games, though. Oh, there's 17 next year. I was going to say, no, I got told. Yeah, I was yelled at, dude. No, they ha- yeah. Have they done it yet? Yeah, I'm almost positive that they've even made the uh, the whole thing. Because even with the projections next year, they show people at 9 and 8. So, yes, they had to have done it. You got to look this up then. Because, yes, I, I was yelled at earlier. I think it was like last week by people saying, no, Taylor, they're going to go 9 and yeah. 8. You're dumb. Yeah. See? I don't like it. I'm not. Oh, no, I don't like it, it either. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not a fan of it. I, I just think that's too much because I like that when it then transitions into the playoffs because you're really wanting to save the guys. It really comes down to you wanting to see the best football and you being able to add a game. And isn't it still that stupid-ass playoff game that's still going on as well? Yeah, it's stupid. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. It's so like we're adding an extra play. playoff game and we're having an extra regular season game. I get the money here, but my lord, I don't want to watch some backups being played the entire time. That's yeah, do silly I want to me. watch Wolford versus uh, the Arizona XFL quarterback? It was bad enough last year in Week 17. Yeah, that was Ugh. really awful in some cases. But going back to the Dallas Cowboys here, it's pretty disgusting to me. Uh, let Dak Prescott has the most guaranteed money in the NFL, and he is second to Patrick Mahomes in money. And he's going to be paid $71 million this year. Talk about a man who does not deserve it. Talk about a guy <laughs> who has does nothing to be able to deserve that type of money. You have nothing on your resume to be able to show that this is what you deserve. You can try to say all they, you they want. They lost the Packers in the playoff game once. They beat the well, Seahawks no, he, in the playoffs. But playoff he did game. great that game. I'm not going to say that. He did they great lo- that game. They lost to the Rams in the playoff game. My point is last season. That's what I'm going off of. Oh, no, he was hurt. No, no, no. The games leading up to that injury were terrible. And it's like what I've been saying. If they were to play against that New York Giants team with Dak Prescott as the quarterback, they would have lost because that's what they were doing the entire season. And I know they've already restructured Zeke, which I want that fat ass off my damn <laughs> team already. I swear to God, if I see him, I'm going to be so angry. He's going to uh, be there. I had to tell the you, highest paid quarterback and the highest paid running back. Tweedledee and Tweedledum of last year got paid money. It makes me sick. So, so Taylor, would you rather have Ezekiel Elliott or David Johnson and Mark freaking Ingram? Woo! <laughs> well, wait, Mark Ingram's there? Did you hear about this? No. Texas signed Mark Ingram today. For how much? $3 million. Oh, you know so what? Have, I'll take the Mark They have Ingram. David Johnson and Mark Ingram this I'm year. I'm not taking it. What's the David Johnson contract? Uh, like $8.4 million. That's still, you know what? I would probably, no, no, I'm not taking that. David Johnson's not worth that. I would take the Ingram contract and I'll trade you straight up for Zeke just to get that crap off the books. Oh my Lord. And by the way, you know what's even great is that somebody even put it, it was, 
Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott, and Ezekiel Elliott were all one and two at being paid in their positions. Matt, Amari Cooper is yeah. a top two paid wide receiver. Of course he is. You know that? It sounds did, like did, it. What do you mean it sounds like it? No, no, no. It, it sounds, makes perfect sound sense. Like, there's no way this makes perfect sense. Jerry has overpaid because he is senile and because he is so old that he thinks he's going to die at any second so that he has to overpay in order to keep certain players to give him the better chance. He might as well just try to find a way to freeze his body like Walt Disney so he can come back at a later <laughs> time because that's going to be a better chance that he has of being able to see a Super Bowl than winning with this damn team. I hate this team. I hate them so much. That contract pissed me off. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry they did you're, that You're not and keep, sorry. And they're keep not. doing this to you. Look, I don't you have to understand, Taylor, you're talking to somebody who doesn't root for a football team. The Texans are a church. They're Olive Garden. It's about faith, football, and family. Wait, wait, wait. Olive Garden's amazing. Yeah, I'm not look, it's fun. It's fun. It's a good time. Olive Garden's great, man. You're not winning football games after you get the Olive Garden. I'm winning if I go to Olive Garden tonight. You're all breadsticks. You're all constipated. You're not playing good football. Constipated? No. Instead, I'm enjoying some fettuccine Alfredo and endless breadsticks. This is called amazing. This is called constipated. You got a rock in your stomach. You try and play football. You can't play football like that. Um, I don't just eat beets for a living, okay? Well, like the Texans are going to be—they're going to be terrible. It's going to be a very sad season. So whatever you say, like, yeah, I guess so. I do By the way, so- I have a question for I you. I feel sorry for you. Who do you think would be more disappointed next season? Houston Texans fans or Dallas Cowboy fans? Oh, I think anybody seems more disappointing than Texans fans because we're—we have nothing to what? live for. Like we, we have, have to, something to live for. No, we're completely empty. What are you There's talking no disappointment about? next year. You guys are going to send the one message that people have been looking forward to to athletes, and that's called, we're not giving in to a trade. Sit your ass on the bench for an entire year. You guys are going to go that route. You guys are no, my hero. Yeah. They're gonna, no, they're going to trade him. No. They're going to trade him. What are you going to get out of him? By the way, is the rumors true about the Chicago Bears getting Russell Wilson? That makes more sense than the Bears trying for Watson. I don't think because uh, like the Bears can't offer anything for Watson. All but I can't. I, Russell's not gonna get traded though. I can't imagine that happening. I can't imagine that happening. I think he's either. just poo pooing a little bit. He wants to try to get some offensive linemen. He's crying for a little bit. He'll be there and he'll be there in August. You know. So I just we don't had, know if I'm so since I mentioned Mark Ingram and David Johnson, we had a couple of listener questions. Uh, involving Ooh. the subject. So the first one was from at Carlos Flores Houston, who or H O U, who writes for Balbert Blog, of course. The first question he had Taylor was, "How many yards do David Johnson and Ingram rush for combined next season?" Eleven hundred. Would that be a successful year if they rush for eleven hundred yards? <laughs> Is it? Are you thinking like David Johnson, like six fifty, Mark Ingram, like? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, thinking? No, like Mark Ingram, like 500. David Johnson, like 650. If you want me to be generous, they'll probably 1800. If you really want me to like give you a realistic number, it'd be 1800. If AJ McCarron's quarterback, I would say 1200. No, no, no. I thought you were going to have Fitz Magic. No, it's going to be Fitz, AJ McCarron. No, Fitz Magic should be coming. No, they already did that. They already played that. that you do it again? No, he'll back up like someplace good next year. You know what I mean? 
He'll back up no, like a playoff caliber team. He should come yeah. to Dallas. That's fine. We need a quarterback. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go with 1,200 because I think A.J. McCarron's going to be the quarterback next year. Carlos's next question was, will Mark Ingram hit any one of his incentives? So the the contract – so Mark Ingram's 32 years old, and the genius uh-huh. working on his contract, he gets paid $250,000 for 750 rushing yards and another $250,000 for 1,000 rushing yards. I cannot imagine a world where either one of these things happen, but I could still end up seeing this happen because this is going to be an absolute uh, madhouse of a season for the Texans this year. Okay, I feel like he's going to get the first incentive. I feel like we're going to be able to get him that first one. That 250 k that's going to go to Mark here. But that, that one, that, no, no. You're not getting that 1000 There's no way in hell. If, he gets, this- if he gets 1000 it's because he ran the ball – 375 times this year. How many carries do you think it would take oh, for Mark God. Ingram to get a thousand yards? I think at least 300. It, it, Behind this is the no, worst offensive line. I'm going to say 280. This 280. is the worst. Okay, this is the worst rushing attack by DVOA last year, and that includes the Sean Watson scrambles too. We're pretty much just playing. How many gumballs are in the machine right now? Yeah, it's a fun game. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we played this game a lot during the during the podcast apocalypse, but I'm we go should th- do a contest with that and give away something with the gumballs. But you got to watch the live podcast in order to see how many gumballs are there. Oh, interesting. Uh, that's a good idea. There's, the, I mean, look, this the opportunities are endless here. But yeah, I think he needs at least 325 carries to hit a thousand rushing yards next year. I would say easily. You said 280. I'm going 325. Yeah, but I'm still going to say 280 on this. I'm going to be generous on you. You're not a fan. I'm a fan. Uh, I'm going to write this down. Write it down. Maybe I'll see this next year. You know, probably you won't. Probably won't, but maybe I You will. like store away your dream journals after you use them for a month. You just write things down in your dream journals that you say you're going to save for later on, and then you just store them like your butterfly effect. You might as well call yourself Ashton Kutcher right now, but the only difference is, Matt, you're not going back in time, and you're not cool, okay? You I don't, don't have anything. Cool. You know what? Ashton Kutcher is cool. You ever yeah, seen I'm Punk? Saying, I'm saying Dude, I don't, he rocked out. <laughs> I'm saying I don't want to be cool, but you didn't say I'm not You didn't say I'm not hot like Ashton Kutcher, and that's all I care about. So. Okay. All Joke's right. on Do you me. really – Okay, you know what? I didn't know that we're <laughs> classifying Ashton Kutcher as hot. You know what? I don't think he is. How about that? All right. Now you're fine. just calling yourself hot. See that? See how the tables are turned? You really pulled the carpet out from underneath me. <laughs> I did. Welcome to my magic show. So the next question is from at Smooth Grandma, our best friend. He said, I know many monikers have been used for famous backfield tandems over the years, like Thunder and Lightning describing Ron Dane and Tiki Barber for the vaunted giants of old. What soon-to-be-famous moniker will be applied for this dynamic Texans backfield? I'm going to say <laughs> uh, – hold on. The You're not going to like mine. The shaken stirred. <laughs> the shaken stirred? <laughs> say, so is, say, is Ingram the stir and then Johnson's the shake? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say whoever you have as quarterback is the shaker and then the stir is well, going to be your Mark Ingram, sta- David Johnson. No, it's no, it's David Johnson and Mark Ingram. So which one's which? There's no quarterback here. Oh, there's no quarterback. No, so then, if them. it's just me classifying them, I'm going to say the shaker is for sure Ingram. The okay. stir is for sure Johnson. I don't like. I don't like either one. 
Uh, <laughs> Come on, that was great. I know. I'm saying I like your idea. I'm saying that neither one really could be either one. I think they're both uh, stir. They're both just like a really slow stir. Ooh, but what if you have certain games where it's shaken and not stirred? Oh, oh, Steve Line worked good. But they're so old, though. They can't shake very well now. Yeah, so then we stirred and not shake. Oh, my God. It worked. Yeah, so I mean, like, they're going to be all stir and no I mean, say that. They're all stir and no shake this week. Dude, I think I got you beat on this. I don't know what you're going to do to compete. And mine just came uh, off at the dome. So yeah, mine came off the dome too. And mine, oh, is, mine, is, uh, mine is pink and stink. <laughs> David Johnson's oh pink God. and Mark Ingram stink. <laughs> you so might yeah. as well have said butt and hole. <laughs> no, they're two different things here. What? David Johnson's pink and Mark Ingram stink. Butt and hole really? would be fun too, though. Yeah. I would imagine that it would be the reverse. No, because Ingram's 32 and he averaged like 2.6 yards a carry and was completely benched in Baltimore. Yeah, but Baltimore wasn't that good at running the ball this year. Yeah, Houston was the worst run, run attack in football last year. Yeah, but they're going to be he better. Gonna do next year? No, it's not going to get better. Yeah, it is. I they're, think they're going to be just fine. Like, no. Being a hater. The only good thing I will say is thank God they didn't sign Adrian Peterson. <laughs> they still been can, though. They I still probably, can. I would have given um, up. You know, there are some things that are funny, but if you sign Adrian Peterson, like what I've always said, that's not funny anymore because you know what you're going to get. You're not even trying if you sign Adrian Peterson. Oh, my God, do I hate that signing if they do it. I won't watch. Oh, he may go to Dallas, back up Adrian Peterson. I mean, back up Ezekiel Elliott. I'm joking. It's Pollard. I know. I want Pollard to be the starter. Ezekiel Fatboy Elliott's going to be the backup. All right, so the Texans in 2021. $15 $15 million combined to David Johnson, Mark Ingram, Adrian Peterson, and Frank Gore. Frank Gore. With A.J. McCarron at quarterback. That sounds like a disgusting team. That's that the 2021 awful. Houston Texans. You guys have a shot at making the playoffs. Don't worry. Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm going to be – that's not funny. I'm not so watching I'm, this. I'm going to try to get Pink and Stink going as, a, as part of the – nomenclature and it's not going to happen but i'm gonna give it a shot dude the shaking not stirred or the stirred not shaking is so much better it's good we'll see how they perform <laughs> mine's so, better the next team i have here the football team Woo-hoo-hoo! go football team so the football team they have the last this is their last season with jonathan allen darren payne montez sweat and Chase Young all in their rookie contracts. They got Cole Holcomb. They got Cameron Curl. Oh my god! You just wanted to say Holcomb for the longest time. That's all you wanted to do. I love I love Cole Holcomb. They have Landon Collins coming back also next year. So they have a t- they have a top five defense already without much linebacker play or cornerback play. Their cornerbacks last year Ronald Darby and Fuller, and they were like guys that they got for one year contracts, kind of at the end of the year too. So. They already have a top five defense in play there. They have thirty-eight million dollars in cap space. The one big free agent pick they have, the one big free agent they have is Brand Sheriff, the offensive guard. I would guess they would sign him to a long-term contract just because of how important their run game is, their mid-zone offensive attack. I think this is a team that's set up offensively to be a whole lot like the Tennessee Titans, where they just have that really great running game. They throw play action off of it. 
Um, Antonio Gibson was one of the best running backs in the league last year. We just ran the ball. We don't t- take into account like pass catching opportunities and that sort of thing. There's one problem though, Taylor. It's a very big problem. What's my problem here? Because I are. What are we even doing talking about this team? Nobody's going to watch this team. I'm going to watch 16 games for the football no, team next not. year. Yeah, I'm going to hold my little baby watching 16 football team fans. You're not going to be watching anything next year. Probably not. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah, you're going to be watching <laughs> Peppa Pig. That's what you're going to be learning. No, we're not is the nope. British accent from a pig that's an animated no, that's, show. That's, that's, that's what that's you're going to do. I've. I've Went through Larry Johnson's Twitter account. He showed to me that the Peppa Pig looks like a penis and it's infecting our children. And so we're not watching Peppa Pig. Oh, so the, the problem <laughs> for the football team, though, they don't have a quarterback. They need a quarterback. They and have so one. They, ha- they have $38 it's, million. It's named dollars. after a beer. Yeah, I know. I understand. He's a great quarterback. What are you even talking about? He's going to be able to perform. What are they paying him? $5 million? I think like the image of your contract. I know. And it's for like $8 million. So in this case, Washington's just going to be able to spend all the money on the defense where all these guys are going to be able to be extended. Whoever's not extended is going to be franchise. Well, they don't, they don't have to. Well, I guess they could extend this year, but I think they'll look to extend them next season, though, and get one last year of them being cheap. Um, there's some been some rumors about Cam Newton there. Cam, Cam's done. He's toast. He's done so. We got to stop all the Cam Newton stuff. Um, I think, though. I agree. Because before you continue on, I'm kind of tired of like people saying, oh, Cam hasn't given himself or Cam hasn't had a fair chance or Cam even coming out saying he hasn't had that fair of a chance. It's more like, dude. It's been three years now. And the New England really did give you a shot. I get it that the be- it wasn't the best team around, but still, you looked awful. You didn't look good. Everyone was big on you in the first two, three weeks. After that, you faded horribly. Yeah, he was good at Seattle game, you know. Yeah. Um, he made a few like deep, deep middle throws, pat like Julie Edelman running past Jamal Adams, but it's not like he was particularly good at all last year. I we're done with Camden. He also said, like, well, it was hard for me to come back after COVID. I agree, we're done. He was he was bad before COVID last year. Exactly. You know, I mean you can keep we can keep making excuses for Cam, but I think he's just been too hurt. Yeah. He's taking too many yeah. hits, you know. Um, I think he's an old dog that you want backing up somewhere, but you don't want starting at all anymore. But so if I had to pick a team, I think this is the team. Jameis? Jameis? No oh my god. Jameis? Oh, my God. I'm not doing this. I'm just not doing this. I'm just not. I don't want to listen to this anymore. If we want Jameis to go to a a team that's, like, not fun, like, he'd be funny. Just kill me. But if we want Jameis to go to a team where he could win some games. (laughs) fun in Houston? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. If Jameis goes to Houston, are you watching every game excited? Yes. Okay. Wow. I love that. I want Jameis to go to Houston. Okay, go on. All right. Mark Ingram, Frank Gore. David Johnson, Adrian Peterson, Brandon Cooks, Kiki Cutie, Kahali Waring, Jameis Winston. Oh my God. You are dead serious about this. You would love this. You would buy a Jameis jersey yes. within five minutes of him signing with the Houston Texans. I Same need day. this to happen just because you will turn back into the biggest Texans fan of all time. Yeah, Deshaun who? Oh my God! You make me sick. Well, who's that? 
Who? Who? Oh, I don't remember that guy. I only remember famous Jameis. Yeah. Taste this Jameis, you know? That's not what his name is. I don't know where you came up with that, but I don't like that. That's not what I like. Tastiest Jameis. I don't know. I don't want to play anymore. I'm done. Uh, But I think if we wanted Jameis to go to a good team, I think this is a great spot for him to go. I think this team is a quarterback away from being like a legitimate Super Bowl contender next year. And I just don't know what they're going to do at the quarterback position. Also, they do draft, I think, like 15th or so. I'm going to double-check real fast because I hate lying to you know, our 6 million listeners out there. Um, you lie to I, them all the time because you're full of crap. No, 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 no. What do you mean they're, no? They're, so they're picking 19th next year. And so like, they could trade up and draft somebody like Trey Lance. Um, they could trade up and they could draft somebody like Mac Jones. Maybe Mac Jones goes to Washington. They're in a spot where they could trade up and draft a quarterback in the first round too and kind of try to end the madness that they've been going through. But, yeah, I mean, right now they're kind of in a, in a bad spot at the quarterback position. I disagree. I think Heineke's going to be the real deal because I think that man's going to be able to give his body for everything. And I think that's what the defense wants, where if they have some type of hard-nosed quarterback where it's a tiny guy who just doesn't give a damn, but yet he's able to make plays – I think that Washington will be a fun team because that defense will be able to always keep them in games. And I think that's what it's all going to come down to. Because think about it. When it comes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, let's be honest here. They got a little close. Who is their toughest competitor in the playoffs? It was. It was the Washington football team. And it was with Heineke where Mm -hmm. nobody nobody knew what he was going to be able to do. But even then, it was like, okay, well, you're not able to really stop this guy, and he's kind of getting yards even though he's taking gigantic hits. As long as he's not injured next year, Washington will definitely be a threat. And by the way, I think the biggest ha-ha moment will be if they win the division. Well, no team has won the NFC East back-to-back years, I think, this decade, or even going back to last decade, too. Maybe. I just... I don't, you know, they, it doesn't happen, that screwed-up division. I just, when it comes to this division, I hate every single team. I just think that they're all just awful, and they all just spit on their fan base, especially the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. 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 I'm going to have to wear a Dak yeah. Prescott jersey. Look, now that I look, if it comes down to Taylor Heineke or Jacoby Brissett, you go Heineke. I'm just saying, like, oh, if we want Jameis to win games next year, it's a good spot. They're another team that can trade for a quarterback next year too, um, being at the spot they're at too. Like it may take a, a 2021, 2022 first round pick and maybe a third round pick to move up uh, to new to new spot too if they want to draft them and take a quarterback like Lance or uh, or Mac Jones as well. So it's another option. I think Washington's very interesting. I think they can also add another quarterback. They can add some linebacker help. They can add some cornerback play too. They have a ton of cap space this year. I think sky's the limit for this team if they just are able to. You'll get like even average quarterback play next year. As you would say, I think the sky's the to this team. That's what I think. Overall, that's, that's what fine. I think. All right, that's what you say. All right, well, who's the next team on your list then? The next team I have on my list. This is a good list here. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to put them up here, and I don't know what you just showed me, but I don't like it. But in the <laughs> end, when it comes to this team and the Tampa Bay Bucks. I just, it seems like they're keeping everything. It seems like that everything seems. Well, they can't. They're going to lose some stuff. What are they going to lose? Maybe Shaq Barrett. 
Uh, maybe, but maybe you don't soon. know. You maybe don't Levante know what's going to happen. Maybe Leonard right. Fournette. Oh, no. Maybe Antonio Brown. That's probably going to happen unless they take even lower pay, which they probably would. But it doesn't matter because they're still keeping really big pieces at this time, which is really surprising me when it comes to you being able to keep Godwin, you being able to keep some of the other weapons. on the Gabbard. Exactly. Gabbard is who you want. Gronkowski, Steve McClendon. There you go. Kevin Minter. Yeah, yeah I mean, they, they did franchise tag Chris Godwin, so he's going to be there. I do agree. I don't have Tampa on my list, but I think they're interesting because of what you just mentioned. It's going to be the fact of what are they going to, are these players who are going to be free agents? Are they going to take less money, stay with Tom? And then also the second yeah. thing, second part of that question too, is that in a shrinking cap, salary cap year, a lot of players are not going to want to sign long-term deals. Even they're not going to sign, they're not going to want to sign contracts for two years or three years or whatever. They're going to want to sign those contracts next year, make this a gap year. I'm gonna go study abroad. I'm gonna go study down in Florida with Tom for a year, try to win a championship, and then I'll exactly. get my money in 2022. So I think they're interesting from that perspective, though. Like you can have a player like uh, I don't know, um, Jadavian Clowney, for example. He's like, I want to go play with Tom. I'll play for three million dollars. That sounds like fun to me. I think you may see guys taking making decisions like that to go to Tampa Bay um, instead of making maybe like three million dollars more to play in Detroit or something like that for a two or three year contract. And that's what makes Tampa Bay interesting to me. Well, yeah. And I think what's even scary is that what if Tom even restructures the contract? What if then Tampa then restructures it to where they extend it out another two years or something in order for them to be able to keep other pieces, which could be a possibility. It's just, it's interesting with Tampa because they, I mean, people do want to come and play with Tom. Just like you mentioned, it's really bizarre where Tom is taking less money. So if you're a player and you're looking at that, it's like, well, Tom really wants to win. I kind of want to win too. It'd be great to play with the greatest of all time. He's taking less money. Why wouldn't I take less money? And then I can win a ring. And then it's cool because then I can get into that mention of being able to be in the Hall of Fame, which in the NFL, that's actually a big freaking deal. And maybe while you're down there too, you get uh, a sniff of Giselle too. What does that mean? What do you mean, sniff of Giselle? I need to know exactly what that means. Like, you know, you're shaking hands, you're meeting everybody, you're having like, you know, pregame dinners. Uh-huh. Giselle's there, you know, you introduce yourself, you get a little sniff. That's hold all. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Giselle is at the pregame dinner. Now, yeah. Why is Giselle at the pregame dinner? It's like the like before the season starts. Sometimes teams have like big dinners or all the family. Are you saying she's like the stuff? team mom that supplies no, the juice no, boxes no. No, at I'm the saying, soccer games? I'm saying like usually before the season starts, like they'll have like a big like luncheon where all the families get together and stuff before the season begins. And maybe you get a little sniff of Giselle at the, at the, team, at the uh, team luncheon. So how do you sneak a sniff? You you shake her hand and you you say, I can't wait to meet you. I'm so happy to meet you. And you lean in a little bit, a little bit when you say that. As you're saying, you go, you little sniff. By the way, I will say, you know what the most disturbing thing is, is that if you ever just like earn a random thing or just with one person or something, and you just like sniff your finger, just, and yeah, it's you, like, why would you do that? And it's just, it makes things really awkward. And I feel like that more people should do it around others, just especially when they get out of the bathroom, just yeah. to see what people say. That's something that you learn not to do at a very young age. All right, so let's play a good game with the Bucks then. All right. 
So I'm going to name a free agent and then quickly say uh, yes or no to them staying in Tampa Bay for another year. So the Bucks okay. also have $13 million in cap space, but pretty much all this went to Chris Godwin just now uh, by the franchise tag. So Shaq Barrett, yes or no? Yes, duh. Levante David? Yes, but Rob, probably not. Rob Gronkowski? No. And Unless $1 million. I think he's going to save for like $300,000. I was going to say, yeah. In Dabakasu. He's an interesting one because I don't think you'll be able to afford him. And I don't think he's going to take less money. So I'm going to say no. Steve McClendon. Yes. Leonard Fournette. No. Joe Haig. No. Antonio Brown. No. Raheem Nunez Rochez. No. Kevin Minter. Yes. Blaine Gabbert. No. All right. I think I think Gabbert stays another year too. Well, probably he's going to take like probably a million bucks if anything. But I uh, yeah, unless some of those guys are going to take less, Grant's going to take less. I feel like Antonio's going to take less. Yeah, I think so too. I think again, I do think this is a good team to pick, and I think they're interesting um, for that reason. Like, who's going to take the discount deal to stay here? And it's a real like two thousand like twelve Miami Heat sort of thing, you know. Where it's like, yeah, Ew. all these veterans come over here and they take a, a one-year, you know, one million dollar contract, and they play as like the eighth guy on the bench as a role player to try win a championship. Yeah, until the San Antonio Spurs comes and destroys the Miami Heat, because that's what Tim Duncan always did. Because he's number two to Jordan. Because Tim Duncan is the greatest of all time, next to Jordan. Jordan's numero uno. Tim Duncan's number two. You have no argument with me. You lose every time. Get out of my face. Uh, number two is actually James Harden. Okay, oh, dude, I swear to God. <laughs> by the way, by the way, I'm going to say this too. The fact that the Houston Rockets are wanting to retire his jersey, oh my God. Talk about just the biggest bunch of crap I've ever heard in my entire it's, life. They it's should the be most, ashamed. It's the most cut thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, C-U-C-K, cuck. I hate that it. That is the worst is. word you could ever say on national live television, radio, whatever. It's disgusting. And that's what the Houston Texans are. You're watching your man sleep with another team, and you're cheering it on. But you I'm right, though, by saying me. that. You are right. Yeah. It's a very good comparison. I agree. That's what, that's what, that's what I wanted to hear. Um, so this next team, you're absolutely going to hate. You're not going to win. What are you talk talking about? This. I'm not going to talk about anything. You've already chosen two bad teams. I got the New York Jets. Okay, dude. I'm just like, just skip this. Just skip this. You could fast forward. We're done. All right. You know, how about, how about this? Let me try this again. I got the New York Jets. F-U-C-K. Jets, Jets, Jets. You like it? I don't want to talk to you. Like, I'm not talking to you this entire segment. What are you looking forward to, Matt? Me, There's me... nothing here. There's garbage. You're picking up garbage and you're saying, Taylor, look at this treasure. There is no treasure. This is crap. Well, let me make the case for you. Maybe I can sway your mind real fast. You're never going to First off, mind. they have $69 million in cast space this year. 69. They're, Funny. Yeah. Their highest cap hit for this season is Jamison Crowder at $11 million. Great. They can cut Jamison Crowder, save $10 million this year, too. Um, their defense is pretty feisty. You know, they have a lot of good players that know, are kind of like lesser known that you don't really know about unless you watch the Jets play. You know, eleven games. Nobody a year. watches them like, play. I watched eleven games. I watched eleven Jets games last year. That's more uh, than anybody else. Yeah, it wasn't a whole lot of fun. 
But with their new head coach, Robert Sala, there in New York, like, I don't think Sala's like some defensive like mastermind or like has some sort of grand scheme that nobody's ever seen before. Like he plays cover three and plays cover four. But I think there's like a level of competency with Sala. I think like he's a, a Mike Vrabel type of figure. And so just like getting somebody who's like a, an adult in the locker room running this team and getting some level of competency, I think it's going to pay huge dividends for this team next year. The second thing is like they have all these players on offense that we don't know if they're good or not. I still don't know if Sam Darnold's good or not. I still don't know if, uh, if P. Ryan's good or not. I still don't know if Trey Herndon's good or not. I still don't know if Denzel Mims is good or not. I still don't know if uh, if Braxton Barrios is good or not. I don't know if their offensive line is good or not. You know, they have Becton, they have Van Rodden, um, they have winners. Like they invented, they have fan. Like they invest in a lot of their offensive line last year, needing a whole lot of results out of it. I don't know if it's because they're bad or if it's just because of Adam Gase. And so, like, there's that. Uh, you know, once it's kind of like the second layer of the turd for the New York Jets. They kind of look past without Adam Gase there next year. The second thing is that they haven't had a franchise quarterback since that man in all the commercials. You're still going with this crap. Yeah, I'm still going. What's the uh, – not Joe Montana. What's the Jets quarterback who's famous from the Super Bowl? Joe Namath. They haven't had a franchise quarterback since Joe Namath, and they like drank 25 beers and talked themselves to Chad Pennington once, and they did the same thing to Mark Sanchez too. They haven't had a franchise quarterback ever. Rex Ryan has a, t- a tattoo on his wife of Mark Sanchez. How dare you? It's disgusting. But so I, I do think this about the Jets, though. I think they're going to be competent next year. I think that could be worth six wins or so next year. Uh, they have a ton of cap space. They have four first-round picks in the next two seasons. They have the two, the second overall pick. They also have the Seahawks uh, first-round pick this year. They have the Seahawks first-round pick next year all because of the Jamal Adams trade, because his hurt groin can't cover anybody. He's just a defensive lineman now. Um, they got all that for, for Jamal Adams. So they have four first-round picks next two years. They have two second-round picks. I think this is a spot for Deshaun Watson. If you're going to trade Deshaun Watson, if you're going to go full rebuild, I think you trade him to the Jets, you get four first-round picks, you get two second-round picks. The Jets have Deshaun. I think Deshaun, Deshaun will go play there. He likes Salah from what um, the rumors have indicated as well, too. He can go be Mr. Big Star Fancy Pants with the Jets. He can go play for you know, their offense and do whatever he wants to do there. And then the Texans have all this draft capital. That's their that's their draft capital need for a rebuild, which is the most important resource in a rebuild. And then from there, you can trade Laramie Tunsil. You can sign Andy Dalton to be your quarterback or A.J. McCarron to be your quarterback this year. You can go 2-14. and 14, And then you could have three first-round picks next year, potentially. The other thing you can do, too, if you make the Jets, if you trade for the Jets pick, you can take a quarterback number two overall, or you can say, we don't want to take a quarterback. We can trade down and get more first-round picks from the second-round spot too. So I think the Jets are interesting for two reasons. One, what does competency look like without Adam Gase there? Two, they have a ton of cap space. Three, they have a ton of draft capital. And four, I think this is the best spot for Deshaun Watson to go. And that's why I'm excited to want for the New York Jets this offseason. Mims, baby. Are you are you done? 
Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna watch Toonami at this point. I'd rather listen to your crap that you just keep trying to spill to me about the New York Jets. What the hell do you want me to do? Nothing is going to happen with this team. If they traded Deshaun Watson, it's the dumbest thing of all. What, what is Deshaun gonna do with this team? Nothing. He's gonna go six and eleven. Fine, I don't care. Go six and eleven. You don't care. You're the one that's so interested in this team, saying that there's somebody that you should watch. Nobody should watch this crap. This is an uh, awful team. Kale, I think you're I think you're you're misconstruing my words here. I'm saying they're interesting this offseason. I'm not saying go out and watch a ton Jets games next year. Nobody's I think this season they're interesting. They're not interesting because nobody's interested. Nobody's interested in this garbage. I'm very interested. No, you're not. So you have now picked the Washington team and you've now picked the New York Jets. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna say the next team. That you have on your list. I'm going to predict it. Carolina Panthers. No. Nope. Oh. Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, I'm going I'm joking. I'm I'm logging (laughs) off. I'm so done with you. You make me sick. How about instead of the Cincinnati Bagels, instead of the Bagels? The Bagels. Yeah. Did you just say they are the Cincinnati Bagels? Yeah. That's... You're excited about this. Like, you're proud saying, like, this is a proud moment that they are the Cincinnati Bagels. Uh, Joe Burrow had a very funny tweet today. Chad Johnson was like, I got to get Joe Burrow, and I got to get uh, somebody else with me for to get dietitians so they're healthy all next year. And Joe Burrow's like, Chad, I can't eat McDonald's for six meals every day. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> Yeah, especially when they're giving out Pokemon cards. Then everyone can eat them. Good. All right, so who's your next team? All right, so my next team here, I picked the Rams. Oh, and okay. And it's because I've had a lot of arguments here with a lot of people saying that Matthew Stafford's not going to be able to make a difference on this team. And I'm still trying to wrap my head around what the hell they're even looking at. When it comes to the Rams, I'm excited to be able to watch because Matthew Stafford is the step above Jared Goff to where I can be able to cheer on this offense to where I think they're actually going to be able to put up a butt ton of points. Not only that, but on the other side of the football, when they have the defense that they do, they're going to be able to stop certain teams. I feel like this is an easy win for this division for them. I feel like this is their division to lose, especially when you have the problems in Seattle. I feel like you have the overrated Arizona. So I think that I think it's the Niners, it's the Niners or Rams next year. What are the Niners gonna have though? The Niners will have, probably have a top seven defense. Where's their quarterback? Have a top ten offense. It doesn't Where's matter in that offense. It doesn't I mean, matter. It doesn't matter in that offense. It, it really does matter. matter. As you can tell by Jimmy G, a quarterback can blow a team. Yes, it does. Yeah, they just need like competency. Exactly. Their team was bad last year because of injuries. That wasn't because of the talent they had. I agree with you, but the fact is, you still have to have somebody under center that's going to be able to control the offense. Which, as you can tell with San Francisco, if you don't have that, you fail. Which is why I'm going with the Rams to easily be able to win this division. Where now Matthew Stafford's going to be able to have the weapons that he needs because everyone talks about, oh, he had this, this, this in Detroit. But I don't think it was ever something like solid to where when it comes to this draft for the Rams, what do you think they're going to get? Running back? I feel like they don't have a pick in this draft, though. 
Well, no, no. I feel like they're going to get some. No, even second round, third round. They have a pick. Oh, yeah, they trade their first round pick that for yeah. Stafford. Yeah, no, I'm not saying first round. I'm saying like second round because you always have a good second round backlist. I don't. I mean, I don't. I can't really think that far in the future. I, I think that far in the future because I'm a man. Well, I don't. I don't know who the Rams are going to take in the third you round. You make me draft. sick. I don't. They're going to take a running back because they have. Um, they have that guy who's pretty good last year from Florida What's State, this? Cam What's Akers. <laughs> they, got, they got Cam Akers, so they don't need really draft. Akers wasn't that good. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Good. So they're the problem with the Rams though is they they're thirty three million dollars from the cap. They lost their defensive coordinator, replacing him as Raheem Morris, the Falcons' defensive coordinator slash head coach last year. I think he can be a good job. But I don't think they're gonna have the same level of defense they had last season with Staley. They're free agents next year: Leonard Floyd, Troy Hill, um, Morgan Fox, John Johnson, and Darius Williams, and Sam. About uh, Ebucom, so they're losing like six of their defensive players. They all have an impact in a variety of ways. Like Williams is really great, Johnson's really great, um, Fox is like a really good like interior defensive lineman, part of the rotation. Floyd, I think, is overrated. Somebody's gonna get a bunch of money to be bad next year. So then the defense is gonna drop off. But it's like you're having to balance that defensive drop off with what Matthew Stafford can provide for you compared to Jared Goff. And so I think if they win games next year, they're gonna be winning games so they score. You had 32 points or so. And so I think this has the potential to be a top five offense next year. But I do think like there's a, a big amount of defensive drop off coming off coming for you know Los Angeles next season too. But I think it's be them. I mean, I think it's a very interesting division though, because as long as Wilson's there, I don't think the Seahawks will be bad. I think the four nineers gonna uh, bounce back next year. And like even though you know the Cardinals have the problems they had, they're kind of like the Packers were in 2019, where they're like they just need a non-stupid offense. Just like have a, a competent somewhat there's have a competent offense and and there's built in ability there for the Cardinals so they have some sort of offensive production next year from a coaching perspective. Yeah, I agree. Do you want to go on or do you want me to keep continuing? No, that's what I got about the Rams. No, no, I'm saying like do you want to go on to your team next so oh. that we can finish our five each? Because I don't think you and I have either picked a team. No, we have not. Yeah. Uh, I think the other thing about the Rams too. Is I don't like I don't know who else they're going to release. Also, well, I don't think mean? they're going to release anybody. That's like why I'm kind really, of interested in this team. Like they can release Andrew Whitworth for five point three million. They can release Michael Brockers for four point six million. They can release Rob Havenstein for five point one million dollars. They have nine nine million dollars. They have sixty nine million dollars devoted to Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and Matt Stafford. Thirty million dollars of their cap space is dead money for Todd Gurley and Jared Goff. And so like they're kind of, they're going to be in the hole for another year too. And so like it's how much they can get all their star power. And if they can get top seven quarterback production from Stafford, and if Donald's the best team in the NFL, and if Rams is the best quarterback in the NFL, yeah, they have a shot to win 10 games next year. Um, but yeah, I think they are very interesting though, from like a, a salary cap perspective. So wait, what was the salary cap? They're in $33 million above the salary cap right now. Okay. Nice. I have no idea. And they're going to have to restructure some contracts to make that work. No way, it's fine. They're gonna just dip into like the cap pool a little bit. It's good. Everything's gonna work out. It's fine. She's good. Yeah, just make Matthew Stafford's cap in 2027 67 million dollars. Who cares? Who cares? Just keep pushing that money, baby. That's yeah, all it baby. comes down to. Um, oh, I'll pay it in a hundred years. So the next team I have here, the Kansas City Chiefs. And so I have the Chiefs because they're four million dollars. Over the cap currently, after cutting Eric Fisher and Nigel Schwartz, 
They last year they were eight and two in one score games. They won three point three more games than expected. Patrick Mahomes has a twenty four million dollar cap hit, but Frank Clark has a twenty five million dollar cap hit. Tyron Matthews a nineteen million dollar cap hit. Um, Kelsey and both Hill have a cap hit over fifteen million dollars too. So all their money goes to you know these six or seven players. I don't know. I think it's six. I'm not going to count exactly what I just said. But all their money is devoted to that that portion of the roster, and they have a ton of free. Like they're losing their entire team this season. They're all free agents, and they're not going to be able to resign any of these guys at all. Um, so they're free agents in Kansas City. This is a very funny list of players: Sammy Watkins, Daniel Sorensen, Bashad Breedland, Alex Okafor, Damian Wilson, Demarcus Robinson, Austin Ryder, Anthony Sherman, Kalecki Osmelli, Mike Remmers. Tana Napasan Napasagan, I can never say his name. Le'Veon Bell, Ricky Seals Jones, Taco Charlton, Andrew Wiley, Ben Niemann, Traverius Ward, Byron Pringle. These are like 10 guys who played a lot of snaps from last year. There's no chance they have to resign any of them. And to be able to create cap space for next year because they're paying Frank Clark $25 million and Matthew $19 million, they released their Pro Bowl left tackle and their all pro right tackle. And they're probably going to lose Austin Ryder next year, also. And they're again, like, kind of talk about Herbert. This is a team that's like going to do the Russell Wilson thing in Seattle. They're going to say, Yeah, we're just not going to pay offensive linemen. We're going to be okay. We'll make it work out. We'll throw screens. We'll have quick passes. We have Mahomes. He's mobile. Um, we'll beat teams with their offensive design. We're not going to really invest in the offensive line at all. And so I'm very interested to see how they're going to be able to you know, finagle their cap next year when they're also a team too that's facing regression and needs to be able to put a better team together for the 2021 season too. Sorry, I was eating some chips there. Yeah, I was just, I don't know if I, I even heard you on what you're saying. However, when it comes to Kansas City Chiefs, they're on my list too. Which, yeah. And it's because of what you said. And the reason why they actually became on my list was them releasing their offensive linemen, where I'm going to probably go out on a limb here pretty early and say that, this is going to be a struggling team next year. Or I, think, I think they're going to win 10 games next year still, though. Well, yeah, but it, when it comes to the added game, though, are you saying that they're going to be then 10 and 7? I don't know. I don't know. You don't like I, that added game. Dude. I hate it. It's you disgusting. hate it so much. It's bothering you to death. I can tell by your face that you're just so disappointed every time I bring it up because it's throwing you off on records on how you can judge teams. It's terrible. But I'm gonna go back. I don't know to, what it means. I, I, I think they're gonna be a 10-win team from a 2020 perspective. When there's only 16 games. So you're saying that they're gonna be probably 11 and six. Fine. Sounds okay. good. So when it comes to this team, I kind of agree, <laughs> but I just don't think that's very good. And I don't think that's really where you and I have talked about it in the past with them that they're gonna be able to flip a switch. I think this is going to be the year where it's going to be a little bit different because they're having to pay certain guys, which is pretty much all of their offensive weapons. It's not going to be left a lot of money left in the pool here. So when it comes to being able to replace offensive linemen, certain defensive positions, it's pretty much going to be like throughout the entire season, they're going to hope it's a Tom Brady effect. And people are just going to come to them and take less money in order to be able to play for a Super Bowl caliber team. I think that's pretty much your only sell if you are the Kansas City Chiefs because you don't really have anything else. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think this thing I have to bang on too. The shrunken salary cap. I think you guys here for $2 million or $1 million yeah. or whatever. Uh, Martinez Rankin's going to start next year for the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's going to make me very happy. And that's one of the other things I'm excited about for Kansas City. Who? Martinez Rankin. I think I remember the name, but I really don't at the same time. He's the guy who I loved in like the 2019 NFL draft or 2018 NFL draft. And I wrote an article. I wrote, I said, please add Houston Texans draft Martinez Rankin. They drafted him and he was bad because they put him at left tackle and they traded him next off season. So they traded him for Carlos Hyde. And so he's still in Kansas city. He got hurt last year. I think this is his year. It's Martinez Rankin season. You think it's everybody's season? No. You and I your predictions? Oh my god! Are we gonna do another clowning watch this season? Yeah, whenever he's playing for the Cardinals. I'm not doing another clowning watch. We you in the clowning watch. watch? You always make up other watches throughout the season because your first initial watches are so awful. Well, we had to stop because he got hurt, but we did clowning watch. It's not a very good clowning watch because even when he was playing, he wasn't really doing anything. He had a lot of pressures. He just didn't have any sacks. It happens sometimes. I think you're full of it. Um, but yeah, I think I think Kansas City is interesting from this perspective. Like also, Mahomes is a cap at twenty four million dollars. Like he's still cost effective. He still is pretty cheap this year. But Chris Jones is the other guy. Chris Jones is a twenty as a twenty million dollar cap hit next year. So I wonder who they restructure. I wonder if they cut like Frank Clark. Well, they can't cut Clark. I wonder how they restructure these contracts. That's so gonna be kind of interesting to see. How they kind of pull themselves up up and out of this too. Um, so who's your next team? So my next and final team, because you and I were tied on the Kansas City Chiefs. The final team goes to. I just like the suspense more than anything. But more than anything, it actually goes to the Seattle Seahawks. Because of the Russell Wilson, and I know that we've talked about it earlier. But the reason why they were my other fifth and final team is because I don't really know where you go from here. If you're the Seattle Seahawks and you're not trading Russell, I think you're screwed. Because I don't really see how all of a sudden your relationship is then fixed between you and him to then where you're going to be able to say, oh, yeah, Russ, you're going to have more say in the offense. We're going to be able to give you more control, blah, 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 because this isn't a money situation. So even when one of the Seattle reporters came out and said, I don't know what else Russell would want, I'm kind of on that same mindset. I don't get where Russell's really going with this. I don't really understand what you're trying to get out of it. And I have also have some insider sources that keep texting Ooh, me throughout okay. the day saying that Russell's going to Chicago. I keep saying that it's going to be the Marlon Mack and three first round picks that they're now even pulling down bets in Vegas. Khalil Mack? Yep. On where Russ is going to be able to go because they're saying that it's really been decided already. And the inside source is saying it's the Chicago Bears. Granted, the inside source is a jackass, but it could be plausible. Well, I think every inside source is a jackass. I think that's what makes me an inside source. I think that's very true. I think it's a very bad <laughs> point. I can't I can't see Wilson getting traded. I don't think it's gonna happen. I just don't see how I think he's that... just putting I think he's just putting pressure on the general manager to invest more in the offensive line because he's about to turn thirty three years old and he's been able to play football in a certain way. And now it's like, hey, I got some great pubic hair. 
I can't what? play football behind this offensive line like this. That's not what he I'm said. I'm getting too old Nobody for this. Nobody would ever say that. Yeah, this is what Russell said. He's like, I got, I got some great pubic hair. I can't play football like this anymore behind this offensive line. I'm going to die. They're going to kill me if I keep playing in this setting situation. So I think he's just trying to put pressure on the team to get some offensive line help for him, despite the Seahawks being built around not paying for their offensive line because of how good Wilson is at creating plays on the move and creating plays on nothing. Um, and also having running backs who can break at 10 tackles like Chris Carson, like Thomas Rawls, like Marshawn Lynch. And so I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they'll end up improving the offensive line a little bit more and Wilson will eventually stay and he'll be happy again. But man, that's the whole idea is what are you giving him? What are you going to say to Russell? All right. We're going to sign, I don't know, just sign some offensive line and tell him to shut up. I don't think that works. I think that's all it's going to take. No. No, no, no my, that's actually, that's not how you do it. You sign some offensive line and you say, come here, Russell. We love you. Come here. Come sit in Papa's lap. Is that what you say? That's what you yeah. say to people too? Yeah. <laughs> you say, hey, everything's going to be okay. I just pissed you off. Come and sit in Papa's lap. You're going to be a great dad, by the way. I'm sure that's going to work out really well for you as you're in prison. No, I'm not going to be in prison. <laughs> I'm not going to be in prison. Yeah, I'm pretty sure people are going to say, why don't you come sit on Papa's lap to you in prison? I'm All right, that's fair. So my last, <laughs> my last team, I have the Indianapolis Colts. I, Why? So the Colts had a top 10 defense last year. But they you're have, not believing in them. Well, let me finish talking. They have $46.8 million right in cap space. Like their offense is average. Um, and the main reason why it was average is because their run offense really kind of brought them down a whole lot last year until Jonathan Taylor took off like a freaking bottle rocket the last five weeks of the season. Maybe, you know, if they get the same continuing performance from Jonathan Taylor next year, their offense probably would have been like, you know, seventh last year instead of where it kind of ended up. Um, and then Philip Rivers, of course, has a really hilarious gambling drive that we love to laugh about all the time. But, like, if they can get, like, average Al Carson Wentz or, you know, 14th Al Carson Wentz in performance instead of him being the least valuable, valuable quarterback in the NFL or least valuable player in the NFL like he was last year. And, they and like, I think he can throw crossing routes. I think they can slow down the game for him. I think he can give him some really easy decisions. I think he'll be good in Indianapolis. I think he's, like, the perfect quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts as well, too. And so with that assumption of the cap space they have, when they have the cap space to either go out and get a big-name wide receiver, they do need a left tackle because Anthony Costanzo retired, and they also could use another pass rusher um, like every team in the NFL can. And they have enough cap space to be, be able to fulfill all these roles. They don't have a big free agent leaving that's really going to hurt them aside from Deco Altry, who they can resign as well too. And so it really kind of comes down to this. Can they get a receiver? Can they find a left tackle? Can they get another pass rusher? And can they get Carson Wentz to average? Because if they can nail all four of those things, this is a team that should win the AFC South next year and should be a Super Bowl contending sort of team next year. You're a little bit full of crap in my opinion, and this is why. Matt, didn't we go into last season saying this exact same thing about the Indianapolis Colts and how much money they have? Yeah, but they never spend money, though, is always the problem. But that's what I'm saying. Do you really believe in what you just I wonder if they just spend, Well, I'm saying like... Don't yell I, at me. No, no, I, I believe in what I said. This is what's interesting. Are they going to do it? Are they going to spend the money? Exactly. How are they going to do it? And so that's what I'm interested in. Also, <clears throat> the other thing I'm really looking forward to about this team 
Anthony Costanza retired. The Texans are probably going to trade to Sean Watson. You know who could use the left tackle? The Indianapolis Colts. Oh, we'll give them to you for a second. Just take them. Get them out of here. So would you be comfortable with that as well as Will Fuller going to Indy? Yeah, that's fine. I, mean, then, I don't get to watch Fuller play enough to really be like, oh, it's going to be disgusting if he's there, you know? So you wouldn't be hurt at all? I'd be hurt if Clowney played there. So if and, Clowney and and he goes, Fuller, I don't know why I just blanked there, and Fuller goes, then you're trying to tell me that you wouldn't be upset? I'd only be upset if Clowney goes there. That doesn't make any sense to me. I didn't Fuller, get to watch, was, Fuller was cute. He was like hot. He, he was, was great. Fun. You know, we have fun weekends together, but he wasn't, you know, there for the long term. He was always hurt or he was suspended or, you know, he just wasn't there consistently enough to really have any, like, um, any big pink feelings at all for Fuller. So you're saying that he was just a fling and nothing more. He was like, a, you know, you drink 17 beers and you make out and then you vaguely remember it the next day. Wow. He wasn't That's even a fling. all he was to you. He was the mistake. Not even, no, it's not a mistake. It was like, last time was fun. I think I kissed somebody. That was Will Fuller. That just sounds weird the moment that it's being described like that. I just don't know if I can get on he board just with hurt. Him. He just hurt so much, you know? Going back to your team, I I don't know if I'm that interested. I'm more interested to see what Carson Wentz does because everyone thinks that because, oh, what was it, even the head coach came out and said Carson Wentz is going to turn back into how he was, blah, blah, blah. I just... I'm not a real believer anymore. I was more a believer with Philip Rivers being there because Philip Rivers is just going to throw the ball deep and take the chances that he shouldn't take, and then in the end, blow it in the playoffs, even though I hope he doesn't. Carson Wentz, I just don't think, is going to be able to carry this team. And I don't think he's a locker room guy. I don't think he inspires anybody. I don't think he gives anybody hope. I just think that Carson Wentz <laughs> is not really that type of guy for me. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I think based off last year, that's – that's the right standpoint to have. I think throughout his career, that's the right standpoint to have too. Um, like he, he did have one season where he was an MVP caliber quarterback, and that was it. So it'll be. I'm just gonna. And now he'll be with that coach again. He'll be back with this lover, lover, lover man head coach, um, the one who you know, taught him how to be a man and everything else. And so I do think I do think like the opportunity is there for him to be a Super Bowl contending team. But again, it kind of comes down to Carson Wentz and if they can hit on those three decisions and. They've been able to make like smart, you know, cute decisions, but they haven't really made the big investment at all. And so I, I'm ready for it this year finally to have happened. And they're probably not going to do it because they're just going to sign guys to one, two year contracts. But um, it'll be interesting to see if this is the year they finally do it. Like sign Carl Lawson to four years in Indianapolis. Sign Cora. Do it. Do something. Sign no. Kenny Galladay. Sign Kenny Galladay. Do it. Do something big and brash and bold. Yeah, so then you just throw him the ball the entire time. So then what's his face? You didn't give me his number can just suck it. Michael Pittman. There it is. I don't even I already forgot his name. That's what Carson Wentz is gonna do this season because you didn't give him his number. Have fun, Pittman. Dumbass. <laughs> All right. So we have some uh, listener questions to close out the show tonight, Taylor. The first one's from at Houston Houdini. He asked this question just for you, Taylor. For at anime lover. 69. If you had to wear a sleeveless shirtsy for a Cowboys player, who would it be? A sleeveless shirtsy for a Cowboy player. It would have to be probably, I'm going to say Sean Lee 
okay. or Jason Witten. I just feel like that those two are the ones that just identify as a, even a sleeveless, long, deep V-neck. I think that I would probably wear the Sean Lee one over anything else. I'd probably pick Sean Lee. I like it. Uh, I think I would do CD, though. No, I can't do CD yet. He dropped too many passes for me. You shouldn't learn how to catch more touchdowns for Taylor, and then we'll talk CD. Otherwise, I think you're great. But come on, man. Actually, I, th- I think it'd be fun to gain 100 pounds and get an Elliott one. What? Oh, my God. Have my, t- have my tits hanging out. Oh, my God. He wears DV necks all the time just so he could show <laughs> off them titties. I just am not a fan of him. I just need him to go away and go be high somewhere else and eat all the candy he wants. I just hate him so much because he doesn't care. He doesn't. At least when Dak gets signed, Dak's like, I'm going to bring a Super Bowl, even though I know it's a big bunch of at least he says those things. Zeke, on the other hand, no, I just want to get high and eat some candy. Jerry, what are you talking about? I hate him. Are you going to miss Abouzier next year? He's a yeah. free agent. Well, I will miss him only because I'd rather have him than Zeke. I think yeah. that's what kind of sucks for me, that I'd rather have the money go to Abouzier than I would Zeke because that's how much I think Zeke is worthless. So this next question from Houston Houdini is a really good question just like his other previous one, just like all of our listener questions are. And he asked, if Houston picks first overall next year, who will be the four teams to join them at the top of the draft in no particular order? So Taylor, if the Texans do trade Watson and they pick first overall, who will be the other four worst teams in the NFL to join the Texans in the cellar? Wait, so you're saying who is going to be like in the top the four five, draft picks? The, who are going to be the five worst teams next year? If oh. we're, if we're putting the Texans at one overall, the worst team. Okay, so two. All right, two, I'm going to put New York. Jets or Giants? I'll say Jets. Three, I'll pick Giants. Four, I'll pick Jags. Five, this one's the toughie. Five, I'm going to pick Philly. Mm, okay. What do you Interesting. got? So I got two, the Detroit Lions. Three, the New York Jets. Four, I got Philadelphia. And five, I'm going to go to the Cincinnati Bengals. No, Cincinnati's going to turn around. They're going to be a little bit better this year. Their defense is going to be bad again, though. They're going to be better than the Giants, and though. I think, and I think Burrow's a lot more like Alex Smith than nobody wants to admit it yet. I think there's a lot of Alex Smith to his game. Alex Smith going out the way he did in Washington. Talk about just the bad all around. I don't know what the hell's going on over there. Yeah, well, I mean, he was due like $21 million, and he wasn't. They paid him when he was injured. Who the hell cares? Yeah, but I'm saying like it's different now whenever you can create cap space by cutting him. So the last question we have tonight is from at Carlos Flores, H-O-U. He said, who are some of your favorite free agents on the market right now? So, Taylor, do you have some favorite free agents? Favorite free agents that are on the market right now. Let's see. I don't know. Who else is left? There's a lot of free agents left. It hasn't even started yet. Well, kind of. But 
teams are already signing the guys that I thought would be free. That's my issue here. All right. So we got Corey Davis. No. Nope. I like him in Baltimore. Who cares? We got Clowney. I like him in Arizona. Oh, my God. Of course. Clowney watch. We got Mitchell Schwartz. Oh, he knew Clown watch all summer long. We got Mitchell Schwartz. I like him in uh, Cincinnati. We got Marlon Mack. We got Jamal Williams. We got Cam Sims. I love me some Cam Sims. Let's back hundred. up here. Marlon Mack one's interesting. Where's Marlon going? I uh, Tampa. It doesn't matter. We mean it doesn't Miami. matter. Miami. He goes to Miami. He goes to Miami next year. The Dolphins. He goes to Mi- yeah, that's an interesting. <laughs> you like my Dolphin impersonation? <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, I Jermaine Ellie Mooner. I like John Feliciano. These are interior offensive linemen. Uh-huh. I like Romeo Cora. I like Carl Lawson. I like Alan Butler. I like Larry Ogunjobi. I like Dewan Smoot. I like AJ Johnson and Eric Wilson, linebacker. A quarterback, I like Mike Hilton. I love Mike Hilton. I like Trevarius Ward. And at safety, I love Keanu Neal. I can't tell you where these players are going to be going, but I do I was like going to say, it's like, where are you expecting them to go? I don't really know where any of these guys are going to be able to go. All I know is all the guys that I thought were going to be free are not that free. And I just, it's going to be a boring NFL season. I'm expecting some fireworks in the offseason, people being traded. But just like you said, I think it's going to be an end up of just a bunch of nothing. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. What happened to you? The Dak Prescott decision has really done number on you. I just don't like to talk about it anymore. I think football sucks. Like, I just think that, like, who gives a damn anymore about the NFL? Like, wow. who cares, right? Like, it's all, we're just going to be lonely forever. Yeah, we're all going to die one day. Exactly. But that doesn't mean we can't enjoy our time along the way. No, we're going to be all alone. And that's what we're doing right now. Just enjoying our time along the way. I'm not I enjoying do, my time with you. I do think, uh, I know, I think this, this offseason is going to be really fascinating between the Watson trade, this quarterback class, and then with the shrunken uh, salary cap. I think it's going to be absolutely fascinating the next two weeks. Um, and I'm excited to you know, write this stupid article I've been working on for two weeks now. I'm excited to start watching some draft guys. Uh, I'm excited to actually do none of this because I won't find the time to be able to do so. But I like the idea of being able to do it. But that's our show for tonight. We're going to talk next week because the tampering season begins next Monday. Next Tuesday, free agency officially begins next Wednesday. And uh, we'll be doing like a recap show after like the first two days of free agency next week. So you better be ready, Buttercup, because we're going to be doing it. We're going to be coming to a, a screen near you. Are you calling me Buttercup? Who are you calling Buttercup? Call if you. anything, I'm not Buttercup. I'm more, I would say your, your bubbles. You know what? I'm probably Buttercup. I'm going to say I'm Buttercup. Yes, I would say that's a good one. Your bubbles, though, for sure. You're nice. definitely the dumb blonde. What? Oh, by the way, do you think this is weird? Joseph is all about it. A real-life Powerpuff Girls is being no, made. that's gross. Matt, Matt, that's being made. That's gross. real-life Powerpuff Girls. Are you a little bit this bothered just, by that this idea? Is just, this is cuties all over again. Like, I think that's a really, really strange idea to do. I don't <laughs> really – because you also got to think about, like, the monkey running around and, like, grabbing them. I'm just – I'm not quite sure how this is going to be able to work. It's disgusting. I want to think about it. I want to think about it. Until next time, I'm Matt Weston. Thank you for listening to Bowerwood Radio. And thank you for being on tonight, Taylor. You think they're hiring for the monkey?
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 